Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 131, how iOS 7 will affect podcasting. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. Today, I'm going to talk about iOS 7. That's right. It's not really a tool for podcasting, and it certainly is a tool for subscribing to podcasts, but the new announced version of iOS, the mobile operating system that powers iPhones, iPads, and iPod touches will affect podcasting in many different ways. And I've come up with four basic ways that I think iOS 7 will affect podcasting and some good ways and some not so good ways. And I love your comments on this. You'll of course be able to comment on the show notes and let me know what you think of this and other ideas over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 131. And if you'd like to hear more of my thoughts about iOS 7 and some of its design changes and such, then check out my episode 101 for the TPN Weekly podcast. That's for the Tech Podcast Network, of which I am a proud member. And you can check it out at blog.techpodcast.com, or I will have a link to that in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 131. So before we get into this, do realize that whenever I'm talking about iOS or iOS devices, I'm talking about the iPhone, iPod Touch, iPad, and iPad Mini. That is, as of summer 2013, that is the complete list of devices that can run iOS 7, the mobile operating system. Android is the the operating system that powers Android devices like the Oh, I'm really going to date myself here. The HTC Thunderbolt, because that's the phone I used to use. But also like the Samsung Galaxy phones are Android phones and the Nexus phones and so on. Android is created by Google. iOS is created by Apple. So even if you don't have an iOS device, here are some things to keep in mind that will affect you as a podcaster. And even one of these affects you if you don't have a podcast, but just have a website. So stay tuned for that. That'll be number three in my list. So number one thing to keep in mind that how iOS 7 will affect podcasting is iOS 7 does not include the podcast app pre-installed on it. At least as of right now, it seems that it won't include it. Back when iOS 6 launched in 2012, it also did not include the podcast app pre-installed on iOS 6 or the new iOS 6 devices, like when the iPhone 5 came out, which I purchased, and I use today an iPhone 5. It's my first iPhone. I'm happy I made that switch. But when the iPhone 5 came out, it did not have the podcast app pre-installed on it. I had to download it, but it is an officially recommended app by Apple. The first time I think that I went into the App Store, it said, here are some applications we recommend. And it was all Apple applications like iBooks, and podcasts, and I think the Trailers app, and maybe a couple other free apps. But do keep in mind that the podcast app is not installed. Always keep this in mind with your audience. You can't just tell them subscribe with a podcast app because they may not have the podcast app on their phone. So you might have to remember to tell your audience 
download a podcast program like Podcasts, Instacast, Pocket Cast, or Stitcher, or Down, or uh, Downcast, Upcast, Incast, all of these different cast programs. Pretty much, if it ends with the word cast or casts, it's probably a podcast program. But you can encourage your audience to download one of these programs in order to subscribe to your podcast and receive every episode automatically. But don't assume that they already have this app. Right now, there's actually a bug in the app that the iTunes links you would create that would open your podcast inside of iTunes, directly inside of iTunes, isn't currently working for podcasts in the podcast app. So even if you have that link, it may not direct them directly into the podcast app, but it might tell them that they can download the podcast app to subscribe to podcasts. And of course, iTunes users who have a desktop computer and synchronize their iTunes installation with their mobile device, whether it's an iPod Touch, an iPad, or an iPhone, can still synchronize podcast episodes with the music app, just like we've always been able to do. And if they don't install the podcast app for iOS. So keep that in mind. The podcast app is not pre-installed. That's as of the beta versions of iOS 7. And probably that will be the same way with the final release of iOS 7. Because when iOS 6 came out, it did not have the podcast app pre-installed either. So I really don't expect that to come out with iOS 7 as well. The second thing is that Apple announced iTunes Radio. This is a surface that directly competes with Pandora. Tell me if this seems familiar. You like a particular song, so you can go create a station based on that song and then start liking and disliking songs that play in that station so you get a music station formed around your particular interests and you can revisit that station or create new stations based on the kind of music you want to listen to. Sound familiar? Yeah, that's Pandora, but that's also now iTunes Radio. And iTunes Radio could be really cool as a potential, but iTunes Radio probably won't include podcasts. Here's why I'm even bringing this out. iTunes Radio. Many people associate podcasts with internet radio. People will say, I do an internet radio show. I really do not like mixing those phrases. As you know, I've mentioned that before. You could say, I do a radio, I do something that's like a radio show on the internet that people can subscribe to and download automatically and blah, 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 all of that description. But because they're calling it iTunes radio and people commonly associate podcasts with internet radio, it could make sense for them to put podcasts inside of iTunes radio, but I don't think that they will. What could also be very cool, but I'm not sure if they'll do this, is that iTunes radio from a music perspective could look at what songs do you play the most through the music app on your iOS device or through iTunes if you're synchronizing your iOS device with iTunes. What songs are you playing the most? And then it can automatically suggest stations based on those songs that you are playing the most. It could say, we see that you play this song a whole lot. Would you like, you might like this other station that contains all of these songs that are similar to it. So that is what they could do. I don't know if they will do that, but imagine if they did do that and also applied it to podcasts. 
It could look at what podcast episodes do you listen to immediately after they're downloaded, what podcast do you faithfully listen to every single episode and never skip an episode, what are you listening to on a regular basis, and so on. And then if podcasts were a part of iTunes Radio, and if they had this smart station suggestion algorithm built into it, then I could see that they would also suggest podcast stations and say something like, oh, you like the Audacity to podcast? Then you might like this station we've created of similar podcasts that you can then subscribe to. This is when it starts to seem not so much like an improbability when you realize that the new podcast app lets you create stations for your podcasts. So you can create a list, combine a list of different podcasts so that you have a particular station and every new episode that comes out for those different podcasts will then appear inside of your station. It's kind of like a smart playlist where you can automatically populate it based on certain criteria. iTunes Radio could have that same thing built in, but again, probably won't include podcasts inside of iTunes Radio but it could be cool, but just don't expect it. I think it would be really neat, though, if it did include podcasts and if iTunes Radio was the new way that you could subscribe to podcasts. And it seems that iTunes Radio is going to come pre-installed on iOS 7. So that could be awesome if podcasts were integrated into iTunes Radio. But I don't expect that it will be, but I wouldn't be surprised if it would be included. Third thing, now this is what matters most to you as a website owner. If you're a podcaster, then I hope you have your own website as well. But even if you don't have a podcast, if you just have a website, then this is really important. Apple has this feature on iOS 7 called Siri. It's a personal assistant that you can interact with through your voice and then your iPhone or iOS device speaks back to you. They introduced Siri on iOS 6, or I'm sorry, on iOS 5 uh, a little while back. And iOS 7 includes some major updates to Siri. They're changing the voice, they're changing a lot of the ways that Siri looks, and they're changing a lot of the things that Siri does and adding new features. But one of the biggest things that will affect you as a podcaster or as a website owner is that Siri will pull in search engine results into Siri. It doesn't have to take you to a browser to see the search engine results. Now, you might be thinking, yeah, I've search engine optimized my site. That's fine. I show up in Google as number one under relevant search terms. Well, guess what? Siri is not using Google in a really interesting but also understandable switch because of how much Apple hates Google. Apple is partnering with Microsoft. (laughs) Yeah, get that. That Siri uses Bing instead Bing Bing yeah I know you're probably going to make fun of my pronunciation of that word but B-I-N-G dot com Siri is using Bing instead of Google it will bring these search results straight into Siri so you don't have to launch a web browser to see this and I'm even wondering if this will fix a basic problem that Siri has and that is that if I grab my iPhone, and I say to Siri, Google the Audacity to podcast. Then Siri says, You'll need to unlock your iPhone first. 
So I have to unlock my phone in order to see my basic Google search results. That's the way that Siri works right now in iOS 6. But when iOS 7 comes out, we don't know for certain what way this works, but if Siri is going to include search engine results directly in the Siri interface, then I really would not be surprised if you don't have to unlock your iPhone first. So the reason this all matters, and maybe you've already been realizing this, is that instead of putting all of your focus on Google, you also need to put some focus on Bing to make sure that you rank well in Bing. Let's try a little experiment. If you are on Google Chrome, either sign out of Google or create a new incognito window, and you can do this in Safari and Firefox and maybe Internet Explorer, I can't remember, but create some new window or something where you are not signed into Google and visit Google and search for your podcast. For example, right now, I'm going to search for Once Upon a Time podcast, and I see that in Google, I'm the number one result and also the number two result. In Bing, if I go over to bing.com and then I click, uh, then I type in the same thing, Once Upon a Time podcast, to search Bing, I see that here, I'm also the number one result and the number two result, but a different page of mine is the number two result. So keep this in mind that you may appear very differently to Bing than you do to Google. So make sure that you are optimizing your website and your content that Bing will pick it up as well. And I'll have a link in the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 131 for some instructions on how you can submit your site to Bing, what are some best practices for being indexed by Bing, and how you can manage your content that way. But here's where this is especially important. Someone might be at uh, someone else's house and they're watching a TV show and they're just suddenly wondering, hey, I wonder if there is a podcast about this TV show. So they pick up their their new iPhone or iOS 7 device and then they ask Siri, what is a podcast for this TV show? And then Siri brings back Bing search results for the name of that TV show and podcast. So if you're not ranking high for that kind of search engine result on Google, then you won't show up to Siri. I'm sorry, if you're not ranking that high for Bing, then you won't show up very well to Siri. So these iOS people who pick up their phone and use it to search for things and use Siri to search for things might not find your podcast. So keep that in mind. Check out the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 131, where I have some links to some information about how you can make sure that you rank well in Bing as well as Google and other engines like that. And then we can see how that would then improve your podcast and your podcast findability on iOS. It'd be awesome if right from that interface, if iOS would prioritize iTunes links. So instead of your website maybe being the top, if someone is searching for a keyword like podcast, it could be awesome if they put near the top those iTunes store links so that your number one result would be linked to your podcast directly with the podcast app. That could be awesome. I don't expect they'll do that, but it could still be awesome if they did. And they would have to manipulate the Bing results then for that. Fourth thing is airdrop sharing. 
This is new in iOS 7, and it will only work on the newer, most recent iOS hardware. This would be anything, the uh, the iPhone 5, the iPad 4, the iPad mini, first generation, and the fifth generation iPod Touch, and of course, any later versions of any of these devices. But they'll all be able to support this new feature called AirDrop. AirDrop is not all that new. It's been on OS X, the operating system running Mac computers, since Mountain Lion came out in the middle of 2012. AirDrop allows two different computers running the same operating system to open up a particular, like a folder on their computer, and then they can drop something on an icon in that folder. They'll see all of the other computers who also have that folder open on the network. They'll be able to drop an icon or drop some files onto an icon of that other computer and instantly share those files or those folders or that really big file from one computer to the other through AirDrop. This is coming to mobile devices through iOS 7. And again, just those newer iOS devices that came out in late 2013 and, of course, the later iOS devices after that, or late 2012, I'm sorry. And this will allow people to share something from one iOS device to another. So you could be looking at a picture or a document and you see that your friend John is in the room or in the coffee shop with you and you want to share it with them. You don't have to bump your phones anymore. And they joked about this at WWDC. But now you can just send it to them wirelessly through new wireless technology that exists in these newer devices. That's cool. And how this might affect podcasting is that they said this will work with any program that has a share button. The podcast app has a share button. So you could potentially share an episode of the podcast you're listening to with someone else, or you could encourage your listeners to share that podcast episode with someone else. No longer would there be this thing of, here, give me your iPhone so I can download this episode for you so you can listen to it later, but you could just directly share it with them over the wireless connection, Wi-Fi or Bluetooth, with their device and share that episode with them. I even wonder if this would work on podcast subscriptions, because if you look at your podcast subscriptions, you can share that. You can tell people, I'm listening to this particular podcast, and from the podcast app on iOS 7, you can share a link to that podcast that you're listening to. If you can share this over AirDrop, this could be a much easier way to get your friends to subscribe to podcasts on their iOS devices as well. So I could see some great ways of helping encourage your content to be shared with new people and building your audience by using AirDrop. You can encourage your audience, don't do this every single time because this is rather focused because not everyone will have iOS 7, not everyone has a new iPhone or iPod or even cares about some of this stuff. But you could every now and then you could point out to people, hey, if you are with a friend, who might like this podcast, then share it to them with AirDrop. This could be an awesome thing. Depending on how they make this work, I could see them doing something really cool. Like when you share a podcast subscription, it then shows up on on the other person's computer saying, this is a podcast, We or on their iOS device, it says, this is a podcast. We recommend you download the Apple Podcasts app to subscribe to this. Would you like to do that and subscribe instantly? Something like that. Or they could just click subscribe as soon as they receive that via AirDrop. That kind of stuff could be really cool 
I think they could do it and they may, it probably will work. Now we don't know for sure yet. I'm not an iOS developer, so I don't have a copy of iOS 7. But if you have iOS 7 on your device right now, that is before iOS 7 is publicly released, then please check this out. Try it with someone else who has iOS 7. And if you have the newer uh, Apple hardware, try this out and see what happens if you share a podcast episode. Can you share a podcast episode? And can you share podcast subscriptions with other people? And how does that work? This could be a really awesome feature for people to spread your podcast without all of the stuff of borrowing their phone and having to subscribe them to your podcast for them. You could just airdrop it to them and they'd be subscribed that way. I love the way that they're thinking with that. So I'd love your thoughts on these four different ways that I think that iOS 7 will affect podcasting. Please comment on the show notes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 131. I do have a brief rant about iOS 7 and some predictions about iPhone 5S in a moment. But before I get into those things, in case you don't care about that stuff, let me tell you, if you want to get your podcast launched or you want to improve your podcast, please consider hiring me for some one-on-one consulting or training or to work on your site. You can go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash consulting to check out what services I offer and how I might be able to help you, and I'd be happy to schedule something with you. And you can also check out my subscribe and follow WordPress plugin that puts those awesome little icons that look beautiful on Retina devices, and you can change their colors and styles. Go to subscribeandfollow.com to check that out. I've got some awesome updates coming out for this very soon that you'll be able to rearrange your icons. So you could have your Twitter icon in front of your iTunes icon or your, your Stitcher in front of iTunes, or you could move any buttons around like that. And also some cool other features and accessibility features and, of course, bug fixes and adding new networks and stuff. It's really cool when you sign up and purchase it at subscribeandfollow.com. You get a year of free updates and you can use the plugin on up to five websites. And if you want to continue receiving free updates or continue receiving updates after that, then it's only $12 per year to continue subscribing. Otherwise, you don't have to renew your subscription. You can keep using the plugin indefinitely. You just won't receive the continued updates from it, but it should continue working anyway. So please check that out at subscribeandfollow.com. I'd love to hear from you. Feedback for the Audacity Podcast, what new stuff you'd like me to cover, what questions you have and such, please email feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com or call 903-231-2221 or you can go to theaudacitypodcast.com on your computer or iOS device and click or tap on the send a voice message link to record a message right from your device and send it to me of what would you like me to cover in a future episode or what questions do you have? Now, let me rant about iOS 7 for a moment. You've probably been thinking about this. First of all, I am not an Apple fanboy. I'm the one who likes to comment, post some snarky comments whenever there's an Apple announcement. Now, I've toned myself down a bit, but you can follow me on Twitter at the Ramen Noodle to see some of the snarky comments I make during Apple announcements. But I'm not an Apple fanboy. 
but full disclaimer, I am surrounded by Apple devices right now. I use a Mac computer. Uh, My wife uses a Mac computer. We have a time capsule network. I have an iPhone, an iPad. My wife has an iPod. I'd really like to get an Apple TV. My next computer might be the new Mac Pros or maybe a new MacBook Pro Retina. I really do like the Apple ecosystem, but I am not an Apple fanboy. I will just as readily defend Windows or Android to someone who wants to hear a defense for those things. But I think that iOS 7 is a great design direction. Yes, there are certain things, like some of the icons look a little cheap, and certain other things are uh, a little bit questionable. But I think some of what makes iOS 7 so great is that it's stealing from Android. Stuff like the control center, the lock screen, the multitasking, and a lot of the other features are things that Android has had for a long time. I had these things on my Android phone when I rooted it and added my own ROM on my Android phone. Yes, I'm that geeky. But they've been around on Android for a while, and now they're finally coming to iOS 7. That's good to see them on iOS 7, finally. But also, eh, I I wish that we saw more cool things that they were doing on iOS first that then Android tries to copy. But it's I know it's a completely different approach that they're taking. They'd rather innovate on things that people are already doing or sometimes they create new ideas. But of course, I think we can expect a a new iPhone and it will be called iPhone 5S most likely, which will look really interesting in some fonts. And it will be the most amazing iPhone Apple has ever made. Duh. (laughs) Every iPhone they make is the most amazing. It's the smallest. It's the fastest. Blah, blah, blah. That's such a generic line. I hate it when they say that. But besides the basic speed improvements and performance improvements and all of that, like a faster CPU, better camera, maybe some more RAM, maybe a 128 gigabyte version. I'm expecting them to put some feature in the new iPhone 5S that will be exclusive to the iPhone 5S. Something more than just a speed bump that might even entice iPhone 5 users to upgrade. So in my thinking about this, the feature that I think they might do is based a little bit on the history that they have with iPhone 4 and iPhone 4S. When iPhone 4S came out in 2011, It launched with Siri exclusively on iPhone 4S. You couldn't get Siri on iPhone 4. It was only on the iPhone 4S. Now, iPhone 5 already has Siri, of course, and iPhone 5S will have Siri as well. But my prediction is that iPhone 5S will launch with a new feature that will be exclusive to the 5S, taking advantage of all of the extra processing power and maybe more RAM and all of this that the 5S might include. I think that feature will be offline voice transcriptions. So any request that you make to Siri or any kind of text or voice-to-text transcription that you make for documents or emails or text message or anything like that, I think will be powered completely by the phone and not have to use a data connection. Because I'm not sure if you've noticed it so far, but when you ask Siri something or whenever you use the voice transcription, it takes a moment for it to process. What it's doing is it's actually uploading it to the internet where it's processed and then sent back as text. 
yeah, it's pretty quick if you're on a good data connection, but what if you're somewhere where there isn't a data connection? What if you want to do something where a data connection really doesn't matter, like just sending a text message to someone? You don't really need a data connection for that. You just need a cell connection for that, and those are two different kinds of networks. So I think that this could be an awesome feature they would include in iPhone 5S, offline voice transcriptions exclusive to the 5S, so you wouldn't need a data connection in order to use Siri. And this could be for things like setting up reminders or calendars or reading messages or doing certain tasks like turning on or off your Bluetooth, which Siri will be able to do in iOS 7. And many of these other non-internet-based features will be able to function entirely without the internet. That's my prediction. I don't know if they'll actually do that. I am following the rumors on Mac Rumors and Mac Stories and all of these different places where they post these different rumors about Apple and Apple devices. But I I think that's something that they're going to add with iPhone 5S to make it more enticing to people who even have the iPhone 5. And they might have one other little one more thing kind of feature like that. For more information about my thoughts on iOS 7 and predictions for iPhone 5S and some of the other thoughts here of design decisions and such on iOS 7, if you'd like to hear more of that, then please check out my special guest episode that I did for TPN Weekly Podcast. That's for the Tech Podcast Network. I did episode 101 over at blog.techpodcast.com, or I'll have that link in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 151. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on what you think about my predictions, and especially what you think about how iOS 7 will affect podcasting. Please comment on the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 131, and let me know what you think, what your predictions are, if you agree or disagree. You can watch the video, get more links for more information about each of these features and all of that at the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 131. Please also send me your questions and feedback for future episodes of the Audacity to Podcast. You can email feedback at the Audacity to Podcast.com or leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221. You can also go to the Audacity to Podcast.com on your computer or iOS device and record a message right from the website. And please follow me on Twitter at the Ramen Noodle. And remember to check out the Audacity to Podcast.com slash consulting if you need any help. I've got some awesome videos coming up and special reviews of hardware and microphones, so be sure to follow me on YouTube and subscribe to my video edition of the podcast. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thank you for listening. The Audacity Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. The Audacity Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcast.com and be sure to check out my special episode 101 of TPN Weekly Podcast over at blog.techpodcast.com.